short one. So a number of years ago, I, I met uh, Minister Chris Diamond. He was one of the most crazy individuals that I have ever seen in my life. So many unique giftings. In fact, when we first met, I got offended by him, but I got over shortly after. He has the most unusual man of God, tremendous gifts, prophetic gifts. He's preached here before and been on my staff now, been on the staff of KC for somewhat five years, something like that. Went through our school of ministry and he was raised in a godly home. And his parents are with us tonight. And so I had an opportunity just to bless his parents and they are great people of God. They're with us online sometimes and they've been children's pastors and have been in ministry for many, many years. They have wisdom how to raise a godly family and release faith and, and fun. Would you please put your hands together for Roger and Jeannie Diamond. Come on, stand up. Come on, let's give them honor. Come on, give them a great KC welcome tonight. And by the way, my voice does carry. So we could tone it down. You could turn her mic down. <laughs> Boy, what a great place this is. I'm telling you, we're speaking about faith and family, our personal diamond family. But I've experienced here a spiritual family that is as tight as tight can be. And I, I'm amazed at the love coming forth from Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen. Amen. They Amen. truly love the sheep. Yes. Everyone go, bah! <laughs> they love you. I'm telling you, they truly, truly they love you. They do. So tonight, we're going to give a little account of the diamonds <laughs> and where we started. But before we do that, we're going to open up this way. I like lemon and lime in my water. I like water with no lemon and no lime. I like eggs with onions, green pepper, feta cheese, avocado, spinach, tomatoes, and a dash of hot sauce on top, because I'm a little spicy. Yeah. I like my eggs sunny side up. That's it, plain. <laughs> I like my coffee black. I like a little cream and sugar. I like last-minute plans and impromptu happenings. <laughs> I like to plan it all out and know what we're going to do next. I like meeting people and connecting with them and becoming their best friend. I never met a person I didn't like. I like alone time. <laughs> I like just one-on-one -on -one conversations. It's hard for me to mingle in a crowd. I have to make myself do it. I like buying furniture, used furniture, repurposing it, rearranging our home at a moment's notice. Once a month. 
I like it just the way it is. If it's not broken, don't fix it. I like real estate, gardening, antiquing, repurposing furniture. I like playing solitaire, hunting and fishing in the great outdoors. Like traveling to a new place like Alaska and get and getting lost and discovering things by accident. She does that a lot. <laughs> getting lost. That's why we drive in this family. I do the driving. I, I we like, figured that out years ago. I like sticking ago. to a plan. Yeah, sticking to sticking a plan. To plan and know where I'm going and do the plan. That's right. And so begins our journey 38 years ago. We at least had and have one huge thing in common. We love Jesus. Amen. Our desire was to raise a family on the word of God and build them up on God's word in faith. That's one thing we had in common. There were a few others, but that was a major important thing. So that started our journey in 1977 in the spring. We met in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I went there to party. What'd you go there for, hon? I went there to party. Okay. But God had a different plan and always does. He did. I got saved about three years before Jeannie did. That's right. And I show up on this, in this little church and uh, their motto was, bachelors to the rapture. I didn't just about like. all bastards. <laughs> yeah, bachelors to... it was a lot of men in that church. And, <laughs> but there were some cute girls like me checking out, you know, godly men. And I'd go to my husband at the time and say, give me some spiritual advice. And he would whip out the word, share it with me, tell me about it, because I was a brand new Christian. And one day I said, I really need to share something with you. It's kind of tough, but I'm sensing, you know, when you got a brother in the Lord and you feel like it's more than a brother in the Lord. And I was talking about this dude. So how does he respond to me? From the word. I rebuke the devil in Jesus name. All right, bubble burst, okay, we'll move on. We'll try not to get offended. <laughs> so we're in Fort Lauderdale. Seven months later, we get hitched. We got the blessing from our pastor. He said, you guys were meant for each other, do it. And we just knew that we were meant to be together. Yeah. So God called us to kids ministry. We had four children born in Broward County, Florida. How many have ever been there? Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Fort Lauderdale. 
Okay. A few of you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had four children there, and um, we were missing something. We were part of a little local church. It was great. And we filled a need. You know, ministry in need is two different things. Ministry comes from the heart. Need comes from guilt. If you want to participate in the church of Jesus Christ, don't do it on guilt. Do it because God's called you and, if, and do it and plow through it because you will be blessed. Amen? Amen. So there was a need. It was the director of the Sunday school. Nobody wanted to be back there with those kids. They want to be upstairs doing the cool right. stuff, the praise and worship. So Roger um, obediently followed yeah. the call. He said, I'll do it. And he did have a heart for children. I love kids. Yeah, you love kids. We both love kids. <laughs> he loves kids. Anyway, we did bus ministry. Actually, he did most of the bus ministry. We called it Fort Lauderdale Bus Ministry yeah. on the streets. We would deliver bread, and we were in some funky places in Fort Lauderdale. I'll tell you that yeah. much. It was, as Chris, Minister Chris would say, gnarly. But we... <laughs> we, <laughs> you never I got that, that word from you. I never... Okay. So we we did that ministry, and then at one point we thought, there's more. So we began to pray for it, because we were a typical 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, corporate family. Roger was a draftsman, and he did it for... Civil 25 engineering. civil engineering yeah, did it for and, about 27 years but it, there oh. was <laughs> about that yeah. but there was just something lacking and we prayed and we sought the lord and we were we knew there was a change have any of you ever felt in your spirit something's astir god is doing something we didn't know if it was work related but you got to listen to that little voice and it was like we spent what, a year, year and a half? We would knock on doors at this ministry or this church or something and kind of see where, where the door would open. Right. So uh, we ended up getting something in the mail, and God spoke to us, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So and, in, in Tulsa, there was a school of ministry for children's pastors. So uh, could you give me the picture of the us standing by that palm tree, please? This is the way we looked when we left Florida with our four kids. We got baby Amy. She was three. Well, not quite, dear. She wasn't three. Yes. Does she look three to you girls? Anyway. Amy. Then is the cute little dude on the bottom, Christopher DeBistopher. That's what we called him. I did prep you and say I would be embarrassing you a little bit. Now give some grace there, son. Then, then comes Jeremy, number three, and then comes Allison. So it ranged the age from 13 to three. So we left Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 
went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I was enrolled in the School of Ministry. So we stayed in School of Ministry for a year, graduated, and from there, we, well, while we were in the School of Ministry, we got involved with every ministry in the church. So that was one of the requirements that you had to do. You had to do all the ministries. And so on Saturday was bus ministry. And we said, okay, all the kids are going to bus ministry. All the kids are going to be involved. So we got our kids involved early in bus ministry. Now, I would like to have the next picture of that green gorilla up there. Chris started in ministry at a very young age. That is a green gorilla. That was in the fourth four-year-old class that we taught, and Chris started his ministry there. <laughs> That's the first puppet. So we had our kids all involved with ministry. Either they were doing puppets, they were doing skits for us, and we would uh, have costume characters like Christopher did. So we got our kids all involved with what we were doing. And my uh, genie homeschooled the kids. So we were able to get involved with a lot of things that way. Well, just a side note, it was so cool because... <laughs> Off <Bel> the plan. <laughs> That's okay. Christopher, um, his favorite part would be to jump on that bus. We would be going through neighborhoods and picking up kids. The church was running about... 30, 40 buses, yeah, and we'd load those buses up, and it was like hands-on ministry. It was yeah. awesome. So um, then we moved to Scottsdale. We did. We moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, where I became a children's pastor there, and we uh, stayed there for a while, and that's where where Christopher, uh, we had some friends that were uh, going to Maui and stuff, and that's kind of where Christopher got connected with um, Maui, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So that's how, what's the connection there. So I would like to read some scriptures right here, if I could. The Word of God was our foundation for our family. 2 Timothy 1.7 God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. A spirit of fear will try to come in on kids from a very young age. That is the one thing we would not allow our kids to do, to scare one another or watch scary movies at at any time. They could not watch but Gospel Bill <laughs> on Saturdays. And so, so we had our kids. I, if, if uh, you know, if they would scare one another, I would scold them. I mean, I, I would not stand for fear to come in our household. Uh, I, I would like to have a volunteer back here. Wouldn't you kids like to volunteer? Would you come on up here? Come on up here. So what we would do to teach the kids about fear, we would take a boy or a girl, and we would take a black sheet and put over their head like that. So fear stops us from seeing where we could go or what God, how God would lead us. All right? So would you go in the back and get a Bible? No, don't take it off. 
you gotta leave it on. So, you know, it's very hard to see out of a black sheet anyway. Oh, okay. No, there he goes. Cheating. He's cheating. He's cheating. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> you may have a seat. I don't have any candy. Sorry. But that's, that's how we would teach the kids. That's how we would teach the kids about fear. Fear stops you from seeing where God wants you to go. It you know, paralyzes. it stops you. It paralyzes you. You know, they would bump into chairs and, and everything, trying to find whatever we tell them to go find. So fear, we would never let fear come into our family. I still read a proverb a day. Proverbs is the book of wisdom. You want wisdom? Read Proverbs. <laughs> There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. You can read one chapter a day. That's, I do at least one chapter of Proverbs a day, if not more chapters or some other book, but I make it a plan to read a chapter of Proverbs every day. The book of wisdom. That's simple. Proverbs uh, 18.21, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Now, Jeannie taught the kids this this morning about power in your tongue. Are you speaking life or death into your boys and girls or your daughters or grand, granddaughters, grandsons? Are you speaking life or death? Watch what you speak to your kids. We had to watch our mouth and not say, you stupid, what are you thinking about? You know, you can't say that to kids. I grew up with my dad calling us names. <laughs> You never amount to a pile of beans. I don't know where that came from, but that's what he would say to us. And you know what? I didn't think I could. I did not think I could be anything. But God has raised me up where I can do whatever he wants me to do. What he wants me to do. So parents, remember the power is in your tongue. How those kids are going to raise up, come up, how God can use them for the kingdom. Amen. Speak life and blessings over your kids and family. Plead the blood. I like pleading the blood over our stuff, over the kids. I still plead the blood over Christopher. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> we all need that blood. A protection over us. So I plead the blood of Jesus over every one of our kids, over our to-be grandchild that's coming in Next July. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm pleading the blood over that child already. So don't forget to plead the blood of Jesus over your kids, that protection. Amen. Speak the word over your family. Amen. You know what? I love Hebrews 4.12. We, we work with object lessons in our family because we were kids ministers. So this is one of my favorites. I would get an apple or a cantaloupe, and I would get a machete. You're in Alaska. That's probably in every kitchen in Alaska. And we would teach this Hebrews 4.12. The Word of God is living, active. 
effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing it until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And I would get that machete and I'd just have the best time chopping fruit and it would flail all over the place. But God's word is alive. It's living. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I would pick up an apple. I'd have to practice at this. But throw it up in the air, midair, and then chop through it. Oh, the kids love that. <laughs> and I would do it three, she, four, she could never five, do it. <laughs> six times. So I learned to get a cutting board, put the apple there. <laughs> At least I'd make it fun. Hi-ya! <laughs> but we had fun. We did. <laughs> Chris grew up in this craziness. So this, you know, Pastor Daniel, the apple does not fall. <laughs> Far from the tree. Amen? Okay. So I happened to homeschool all four children. And everyone who's a homeschooler in here or has tried it and not killed yourself, raise your hand. Oh, awesome. We got some homeschoolers in here. We love well, homeschoolers. Well, listen, I'm the teacher. That's the principal. They listen to me. And I'm telling you, you're writing a proverb a day in your notebook, and you're going to do it for penmanship. That word's going to get in your mouth. It will not depart from your mouth. Write the word. Believe it. Say it. Speak it. Wouldn't you make them do something about that with the uh, word? Uh, oh, when they with, fought? When they, yeah. I yeah. would make them wear these scripture <laughs> necklaces. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. Oh, I did it all. I'm the teacher. I'm the mom. You're listening to me. Yeah. Yeah, okay? There you go. You are not going outside and playing with your friends until you two get along in this household. <laughs> Do I hear an amen? <laughs> By the way, the kids, it's normal for them. Sibling rivalry, it's normal. Don't think you're a weird family. I mean, it's, it's normal. It's the sin nature. We just got to knock it out of them. <laughs> Whenever we had worry in my family, our family, Philippians 4, 6, I like this. This was hanging in our school wall, and I like this version. You've all heard of be anxious for nothing. I said, because I like this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. You know what that scripture says? It says God answers prayer. Amen. Tell God your needs. That's right. And don't forget to thank him. I mean, that's, that's right. a no-brainer. Even we adults can do that one. Okay, another favorite was Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Standing. How many times does our brain get in the way? How many times does reasoning try to trump what God's word says? When I think of this scripture, when you're leaning on a post, 
Do you have proper perspective? No. No, you don't. Don't lean on your own understanding. And this is what we have to train our kids to do. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Some of us sitting in this room, we have thought lousy thoughts about ourselves because we had lousy parents. It's a fact of life. Some of us had lousy parents. My dad was a politician. He was the sheriff of our county, and he wasn't home much. I love my daddy, but he was an absent daddy. So a lot of us can go back and say, well, I'm this way because, because of my daddy, because of my mother, because of my siblings. Because That is an excuse. You know why? Because when you're born again, you've got new DNA inside of you. It's the God kind of DNA, and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So we always told the kids, think good things about yourself. And we, how many people know that we're the greatest fans of our children? You're not going to find the greatest fans on the schoolyard bullying your kid. The greatest fan of your family and children is you. Now, some of you are thinking, I blew it. I was a lousy parent. I blew it. I blew it. I blew it. Then be a good grandma. Then be a good grandpa. Then go to kids' church and love on those kids. Amen. Get plugged in and do Amen. something for someone. Don't worry about what's behind you. What's the scripture? Moving forward, what's ahead? We, that's right. Did you want to share anything? <laughs> I was wanting to. <laughs> hey, do what you used to do when we were in kids' church. <laughs> I was standing in the back. I'm Jeannie would be up there preaching, so I was going back. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> Keep it on schedule. <laughs> He's nah. a detail dude, I told you. <laughs> it's a blessing of the Lord that makes us rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. I tell you what, that scripture... Well, it, it turns your life around. I mean, you may think, I want money, I want riches, I want... No, no. Let the Lord bring that to you. Let the Lord bless you. Let the Lord do it. Now, there were many times that Jeannie and I weren't... We, our four kids, think about it. You got four kids li living on one income. We didn't have a lot. We did not have a lot. I remember once when uh, Jeremy, we were living in Tulsa, and Jeremy wanted this go-kart so bad. I said, we, we can't do it, Chris, Jeremy. We can't buy this go-kart for you. So what I said, I said, okay, we'll, we'll make one. So I'm real good with wood. So I started making one, and it just didn't turn out. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I felt so bad. So you, and then uh, when 
after Jeremy got married, I married him, by the way, and Jeremy, I came to him, I said, Jeremy, you know, I still feel bad that I couldn't get you that goat. He said, Dad, don't worry about it. I can get anything I want now, so don't, <laughs> don't worry about that. I had so much fun riding my quad out in the desert down there in, in Arizona, so don't worry about it. It's okay. So that was that was. A blessing to me you know just know he didn't hold it against me you know there's going to be things that you cannot give your child you know but you can give but, them love yeah just keep on loving them keep that communication to those kids you know what I would always say now this came from wasn't me that thought this up but dr. Dobson I don't know if you still remember him but but we lived by Dr. Dobson and what he would say. And what he said about when the kids get to be teenagers, you know, the, bo the boat is going to rock. It will rock with teenagers or with even little kids. It's going to rock. But he said, don't you turn it over. It'll rock, but don't you turn it over. In other words, don't kick your kid out of the house for doing something stupid. You gotta love them. You gotta love them. You gotta love them. But there's tough love too, yes, Roger. There is. Roger. Okay. <laughs> we just we just wanna balance things out. Okay. I love doing this in kids' church. <gasps> They're after me. <gasps> They're after me. <gasps> Goodness and mercy. They'll Ooh. follow me all the days Thanks. of my life. <laughs> I just had to try that. <laughs> Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Do you know what? Amen. The favor of God is on this church. Amen. The Amen. favor of God is on your family. All you have to do is confess it and believe it, and you will see it come to fruition. Yes. Every single one of our children has great favor, and it blessed me so much when Pastor Daniel went up to my right. firstborn, and he looked at Allison, and he just was sensing something. He said, you have favor on your life. And I'm like, yes! You know what? Favor belongs to us. We're the king's kids. We have Amen. everything the word of God tells us. So believe it. Favor is on your family. It's on this church. It's everywhere. So that's what we told our kids. You can do anything. You can do anything. If God's in it and it's his will, you can do anything. Go after it. Go after it. As a homeschool mom, I'm reading these books. I love to read the kids. Oh, you could go there, South Korea. Yeah, you could go there. Oh, Maui, Hawaii. Yeah, you could go there. Uh, oh, uh, California. No, you're not going there. You're the baby of the family. I'm sorry. L.A., I'm sorry. That ain't happening in this house. Well, I heard it for 10 years. I want to go to L.A. I want to go to L.A. I want... Oh, boy. This is the problem with homeschooling. <laughs> You tell they them they patience. can do anything, and they <laughs> yeah. believe it, and they do it. So uh, child number two goes to South Korea for three years. This young, godly, special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Young man at 18 or 19 leaves this mother's nest and it was tough. I felt like Hannah. 
I didn't know I'd do this, sweetie. <laughs> I felt like Hannah giving this young man up. And, but when I see what God has done in and through him, he, he couldn't have done it with mama. Oh, no <laughs> way. Mama, he had to get him away from mama. Because we mamas, can't we be, can't we be hovering sometimes? Can't we get in their face sometimes? But God knew he had to pull him out. He had to teach him the hard school of Knox. And he did fantastic. What's it called? <laughs> the school of hard no, knocks. <laughs> Here's an example of favor with God and man. I'm a realtor. I'm going on a listing appointment. I've got three competitors. We're doing the same thing. On the way, I've got this listing because Jesus loves me. This I know. And I'm going to get this listing because I've got favor. I've got favor. And more often than not, I get the listing. Okay, there's a part of me that's cheap, I confess right now. I'm getting our family of five into a Sonic Chevy. It's a little crowded, Chevelle. Anyway, we go to rent this car, and it's tight, and it's small, and there's room for one suitcase. I said, this ain't going to work. So after two days, I go, and I'm believing God for favor. We end up getting an SUV. I'm, just, I'm, I'm prepping. Wherever I go, I'm prepping. Going to the mall. I'm going to find some bargains today. Uh, God's with me. He's going to go check it out through the Holy Spirit. We have favor. Everybody say, I have favor with God. And with man. And with vendors, with cashiers. <laughs> Speaking of cashiers, you know, what it costs to give a cashier a compliment? You know what it costs you? Nothing. No. It costs you zip, zero, nothing. This waitress, this waiter, this cashier, they've been dumped on all week long. And then we come by and say, I love your hair. Wow, How did, who did your makeup? I love your smile. Look at those glistening eyes. How Guys should not say that. <laughs> you better watch out. <laughs> Thank you for qualifying that, my dear. Compliments are free, okay? Yeah. Find someone to compliment. You're doing love. such a great job. I didn't know that was on sale. Thank you for pointing that out. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I'm going to embarrass my son a little more. <laughs> but he knows about this one. Okay. The controlling mother that I could have been and was on occasion saw a wealth of creativity, genius. Uh, I'm just saying what I saw in you. While he's sitting there playing the games, I'm saying this dude, he's, I got to do something to help him out. Chris, we're going to run for class president. I don't want to be class president. You're going to be class president. I have no interest in being class president. I'm sorry, Chris. You're smart. You're a leader. You're going to be class president. Guess who is freshman class president? That dude right there. By one vote. By one, one vote. vote. <laughs> Move forward. 
the drama is, the drama team is auditioning for Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Have you guys seen that? It's awesome. Chris, you need to try out for Joseph. You'd be awesome. I don't want to try out for Joseph. I don't care if you don't want to try out for Joe. You're going to be Joe, and you're going to win. No. <laughs> you wanted to do it? You really did? Well, uh, Am I embellishing a little? You, okay, maybe a little bit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he... As a freshman in private school with a lot of snotty rich kids, I don't mean to offend anybody, <laughs> he is the lead star, Joseph, and this senior who thinks he's going to get it. They are after Chris, ready to rip him apart because he's a freshman. Hey, I'm a junior, I'm a senior, I should have got the role. I don't know this is going on. You know why? Because this young man, a lot like his daddy, just not going to spill the beans or share intimate things with his mother <laughs> as a freshman in high school. So the play is about to take place in three days. It's, it's like... Dress rehearsal is tomorrow, and I'm the proud mother, Joseph. I just was so proud. I got a phone call. Da ding da ding. Yes. This is the principal of Lincoln. Uh, yeah. How could I help you? Well, Chris was disrespectful to his teacher today, and we're thinking of removing him from the play and getting an understudy. Um, sir, I know my son. This was a grave mistake. Well, I'm sorry he said it in front of the entire class, and he's going to have to pay for it. Uh, I need to leave now. I've got an appointment with the Holy Ghost. I'll talk to you later about this. I'm alone, thank God, in the house. I go upstairs. I rip it in tongues for the next two, three hours. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. This, they are not removing my son from that play. I don't care. And I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm praying. And carapashina la pacasata. And Masuri atasa lumendo la rata. Amen. It wasn't in front of the whole class, first of all. It wasn't, it was a paper. But my way is so much more interesting. I didn't know the details. What? Speak the truth in love here. Well, you, you guys are preaching, not me. Go for it. It's all you, Mom. Oh, I just, I wrote a paper and I was being stupid and it wasn't the best of things, so. What'd you say on that paper? <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> to me. <laughs> this is a family. This is your second family, hon. You can trust oh, them. I, can... I disrespected my English teacher because I, I like, I, it, like, I was upset because they didn't accept my paper for whatever I wrote. It was, it was, it was a stupid paper. I don't know. It was, it was about a movie or something. Oh, you made a snide remark. It really wasn't heavy duty, guys. I mean, in my opinion. Oh, it was something like, oh, and this report was a dumb report or something like that. And it, it was still disrespectful. So I prayed that whole morning. I am just, my I got a feeling I prayed for your future, honey. It was more than just that freshman year. 
had a feeling it was coming down hard. <laughs> okay, get back on track. Anyway, <laughs> I wore my coat of many colors. Go, Chris, go! <laughs> Ladies, remember this. The prayers of a righteous mama availeth much. Remember that. <laughs> Did you forget to I don't know where we're at. <laughs> it is God who is at work in me, both to will and to do his good pleasure. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. I mean... This looks like the perfect union here. <laughs> 38 years of... Hard labor. <laughs> okay. We look like the sweetest little couple. But I always said, why trade in one set of problems for another set of problems? It just didn't make sense to me. It's taken me 38 years to figure this guy out, and I'm going to try another one? No way, Jose. And vice versa, yes, right, honey? that's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she did give me a man cave, so... <laughs> She allowed it, I should say, huh? Okay, we got to start wrapping. Got my deer hanging up there. Ten-point okay. deer, Pastor. Okay, here's what I've got here. We believe in sowing and reaping. That which you sow, you will get back. You sow into this church. We had our kids involved in ministry. We sowed our kids. We always trusted that God would take care of our kids. Show that last picture up, would you please? When you sow into your church and in your family, God takes care. That's the gang right there. That's when Jeremy, who's soon going to bring forth an grandchild for us next month. Number one, we love them. That's our little fam there. But you know what? What you sow, you go in kids' ministry, and I know I'm a little, there's places all over We're this church. We're pushing kids' like ministry. It. Yeah. <laughs> but I just see how God has taken care of our children. When we took care of other parents' children, God took care of our children. Lots when of you kids. work in the ministry, you're working for the kingdom of God. He's taking care of your stuff. I promise. In, in bus ministry, we preached one Saturday over 700 boys and girls in one class. I mean, that was, we had an auditorium full of kids. That was a, what, some special event or like something. A, yeah. But se over 700 boys and girls. That's a lot of boys and girls. Lots we didn't, of helpers. We didn't manage all of them. I mean, they, we had a lot of helpers. <laughs> so there's one last scripture. This is mustard seed, okay? Here, want to open that? It's in Matthew. I, I didn't memorize it. I apologize. Right here. You got it? 1720. If you have faith like a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the seed. 
into the sea. These mustard seeds, Roger's going to pass them around. I want everyone to take one little bitty mustard seed. And I want that to represent what you're believing God for in your life, one in more. your family. That little seed grows up into a huge, huge tree. All it takes is God's faith. It's his faith we're tapping into. It's his faith. That little mustard seed. Hold on to that mustard seed and get with the Lord. Take a, a minute and say, Lord, teach me how to have faith in this area. Some of you, it's healing. You go in the word of God. You get a scripture on healing. You get two scriptures on healing and you confess it. You own it. You take it. Some of it's finances. You take that little seed and find yourself some scriptures about finances, and you get into it, and you believe God for that. Find your scriptures in your time of need, and confess it, believe it, and it will happen. He Amen. who began a good work in you, he is faithful and just, and will complete that work. Won't you put your hands together for these guys? Come on. Leave their picture up for a moment. I, I know that having uh, y'all share was a way of honoring you, but I will tell you something. There is no substitute for seeing a healthy, godly family stand in front of a church. I don't know what kind of family you came out of. This is the kind of family I'm creating. One that stays together. One that prays together. Come on, they have healthy marriages and healthy kids. I, I commend you. I really do. I'm moved. I'm moved by it. Because in a world where it's Adam and Steve instead of Adam and Eve, in a world where there is such perversion and divorce and, and heartbreaking, heart-wrecking stories, which some of us have, to see a family that's modeled before us, that has loved God, all the kids serving the Lord in ministry, don't be embarrassed. You have a great family. For great family. Such a blessing. Praise God. Unusual. <laughs> peculiar. Come on, we're all peculiar. <laughs> Love the zeal and the passion. Ushers, help us out. We're going to go ahead. Don't lose your, your mustard seed. Hold on to your mustard seed in one hand. Get your checkbook out with your other. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to bless him. Amen. We're going to take an offering and just bless him tonight. You know, I, uh, I came from a divorced home and I saw modeled before me through my pastor, through Dr. Morocco, healthy marriage and Josh, Joshy, they called him. He was, he was 11 or 12 years old. He's now leading one of our strongest extensions at 30, I think he's 35 now. And I saw all that family, that, that beautiful Morocco family sitting next to each other on the front row, service after service, year after year. I saw the kids getting corrected. I saw the 
little challenges that would happen between Pastor Colleen and Dr. Morocco and how they just worked it all out. And I saw them in prayer. I saw other family members die and how they responded. I, my favorite time really was, was on Christmas Eve. We did a Christmas Eve candlelight communion. And I was, a, I was an usher. I would usher on that night. I, I didn't usually usher. I was sort of a, a swing shift usher guy. So when it was pandemonium, Holy Ghost power breaking out and they needed somebody to jump in, I'd jump in. But on that night, for, for many years, all the years that I was raised up there in Maui, it's not that many, it's really nine or almost 10 years there in Maui. I made sure I positioned myself as an usher to see the Morocco served candlelight communion. They, they received communion last. Everybody else, church of, you know, 1,500 people or whatever that night would be served communion. And people would leave. It was a very long service. It was usually three or four hours and we'd pray over every family in the church and people would go home and have their holiday and their Christmas Eve together. And when it was all done after about four hours, Dr. Morocco got his wife, got his kids, and they made this circle and he served his entire family communion. As an usher, I stood behind them in prayer. I watched him pray over his family and each and every one of the kids, his wife, him receive communion and this mantle of family blessing and unity favor just just came upon them I would weep I would weep watching this family I thought I am going to have that that is what I'm going to have that is what I have just a little bit of a younger family my family will have that and I will just tell you, you can have you can have that too. Your own version. You'll have to get divorced. You can live married happily forever after. You can have a life filled with joy. With kids that serve the Lord. Oh, you're gonna have to fight. You're gonna have to contend. You're gonna have to speak the word. You're gonna have to take that little mustard seed. Where's your mustard seed? Let me see it. Yeah. So blessed. So blessed that we are reaping the rewards of all the seed sowing that you did into your son. He's a great man. I'm so encouraged. I got some great pictures of you being embarrassed with my phone. So stuck. We're really blessed to have you with us, Mr. Chris. You're a tremendous addition to the team. We love you. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Oh, sure, sweet you come. Ushers, would you come? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Families are beautiful. They're 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 God's idea. They are. Listen, you, you hold out for the right spouse. I told my kids this, and you know, you might not like it. It's just my I've done so much marriage counseling. 
so thankful. I, I told my kids, listen, you're coming, you're going to marry somebody from a Christian family. That, that's what you're going to do. And you're not going to marry somebody with a broken, shattered past like your dad. You're not marrying somebody like me. Somebody like me now, okay, that'll work. But not with the past I have. I'd be, you'd disqualify. That would person would be disqualified. You say, you serious? It's kind of prejudiced. Oh, you better believe it is. Absolutely. I'm not pouring my life into making world changers to turn it over to something that's just going to be broken. You say, well, that would disqualify me. That's right. Praise God. Well, God's got somebody for you. Amen. Come on, all the fathers said amen. Amen. Oh, I might have stepped in something. Anyway, ushers, would you come? Praise God. And if, you're, if you come from a broken family like mine was, look, just, just believe God to have a whole family now. Learn how to be a good father. Learn how to be a good parent. Learn how to raise godly kids. Amen. Learn how to contend. Teach them to pray. Teach them to love the word. Amen. Model what it is. Live a lifestyle of repentance. My gosh, I don't think it's every day. I don't think I had to repent today. Praise God. I didn't have to. I don't think I had to repent today. But just in case, kids, forgive me. <laughs> you know, we just, come on, right? Amen. All right, let's, let's pray and bless. bless them. Father, we thank you for the, the diamonds, Lord, and the sacrifices that they've made and all the kids that they've ministered to. We bless them right now, Lord, and ask that you would prosper them above and beyond anything they could have ever dreamed or imagined. I thank you for the new assignments. I thank you, Lord, for the fresh fire, Lord, that's burning even within them. I thank you, Lord, that man makes plans, but you are the one that directs them. And I thank you, Lord, release your fullness of your blessing and the favor of God upon them. Lord, use them mightily under your service. I thank you, Lord, that the best is yet to come. And it's, I thank you for the grandchildren, but it's more than that. It's more than that. You have placed within them anointing and unction and power and authority. So much they have to offer to people. God, I pray, release them in a new way in ministry in the name of Jesus. Make a way for them. God, bless each and every one of their children, the grandchildren, the one that's to come. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for Minister Chris and his life here pouring into our kids. We're so grateful, Lord, for the model that they've given even to us today. God bless them. Multiply the gift to the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ushers, go ahead.
the diamonds to come back and invite you if you want prayer for your family just come come on just come and if you can Roger Jeannie just lay hands on people bless them flow in the Holy Ghost prophesy do whatever the Lord has you do if you want prayer for your family come you need prayer for your marriage come you want just a touch of God come on come there's an anointing here we're going to continue to worship let the Lord just touch you come on let's sing it again
turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers lest he strike the earth with a curse God we know that you are doing that we pray now that the hearts of children would turn towards parents and that parents hearts would turn towards their children in a special way we pray God for your covering and your blessing over families God here a part of this church we bind every assignment, Lord, of divorce that would come to steal, kill, and destroy. We pray the blessing of God, the favor of God over the families of this house, over marriages here tonight. Lord, I pray for single people that are desirous to be married. I pray, Lord, that they would hold out for your plan and for your will. There would not be compromise and missionary dating and all of that. Lord, you would grant to them the desires of their heart as they delight themselves in you. Lord, I pray for children and grandchildren, the covering and the blessing of God. Even as they come of age, they would choose to serve you. Bless the families of this house, I pray. Rebuke the devourer, God. Cause us to walk in a way that pleases you, to model what it is to be Christ-like in our attitudes, Lord, in our prayer, and our, our giving, in the way that we live. We do the right thing before you and before our families. Help us as fathers. Help us, Lord. Lord, we need your help. As I've prayed so many times before, over decades now. Father, Father me. Father me, help me to rightly represent you to my family. Help me, God, to rightly represent you to these beautiful people that you've entrusted to my care. spirit tonight 
I break off that orphan spirit that try to attach to different ones to keep them feeling from their, their, their from belonging. I break that thing. I break that orphan assignment, Lord. None of us are alone. You've grafted us in. And I command that spirit of rejection, even that orphan spirit, to be broken tonight off of different ones that struggle. They feel alone in the midst of a crowd, Lord. They can't quite connect. I break off that orphan spirit. Lord, tonight I pray the healing of the wounds of the fathers. Healing of the wounds, Lord, of fathers and of mothers. Lord, release your touch right now. God's going to heal you. Come right here. You know you've got a wound from your dad. God's going to heal you right now. Just come right to the front. Let it go. Let him come into your heart in a special way. Holy Spirit right now.
presence of the Father just come right here. I'm not sure who all that is. Just step up if that's you. One Jesus for a moment longer. What a service. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Now you guys are all still waiting for prayer. Is that right? All right. All right. Where's the diamonds? Did we lose you? There she is. All right. Where's Minister Chris? All right. He's working. He's working. They're getting to you. Hang in there. Hang in there. All right. Come on, sing it one more time.
there for you you can come into the church you can come into the house of God and get another one did you hear what I said of course by God but there's great men and women of God all around us and if you just stick around long enough and serve and get to know some of these great women of God these great men of God then they, they'll take you underneath you, you can get adopted of course you get adopted and grafted in because of Jesus and what he's done but you can get adopted into into the family of God and it's a beautiful thing. I had I had to get it. My dad didn't have what I needed. We're best of friends now. I highly esteem him. He's a great man, but he didn't wasn't just didn't have it for me at a certain time in my life. Deeply respect him. But I needed the man of God. My father's learning to do that now. I needed the pastor and to get up in my grill and say, "Don't ever do that again." the loving correction and comfort and embrace of a father and a mother is can't be replaced by anything else. Just can't. What a powerful night. Really powerful night. Praise God. Did everybody get prayer? All right. These, all, these, these guys. Where's, where's my two, two diamonds are better than one? Where are you at? <laughs> all right. Come on. Pray for them.
of the Lord. If you need to slip out, I understand, but sometimes there's deposits that take just a little bit of time to make. There ain't nothing on TV anyway. Come on, 
Minister Micah, you lead us. for a whole year when I first came to church. A whole year, a year. I mean like every Sunday, every Wednesday, Sunday night, I would cry. And the reason I would cry is because I was experiencing the unconditional love of God from God by the power of His Spirit and from people. And it changed me. I'm still being changed. I'm overwhelmed. You're so awesome, God. You're so awesome. How you take our broken lives and release your healing power. You raise us out of the muck and the miry clay. Oh, you set our feet on a firm place. Oh, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, oh God. You are altogether lovely and there's no one like you. No can compare to you. Your love is greater than wine. Oh God, we worship you today. Oh, we glorify you today. Thank you for all that you've done. Your master plan. God, 
God, that you're moving, stirring, causing us to will and act according to your good purpose. Thank you for your miracle power to heal, to restore, to break every curse and release the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord, for choosing us that while we were yet sinners, you died for us. me of a promise he gave me. Some of you know my story. I got two daughters I don't get to see. The Lord just spoke to me again. He said, I'm doing it. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing them home. I'll bring them home. I'm gonna do it. Just reminded me again. Anybody else got some kids and ain't serving God? You got some family? Lord, we call them home. that game, Ollie Ollie Oxum Free or something. Anybody remember that game? I have no idea what it means. Hopefully the derivation of it is not demonic or anything. Jesus help us. Lord, bring our loved ones home. Every cord be broken. Every curse and every operation of darkness we sever by the authority of the name of Jesus. And we call our families home. In your mighty name, amen. If you're not right with God, I never close a service, almost never, without giving an opportunity. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, and you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him, if that's you, pray this prayer right out loud. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. 
Forgive me of all my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray. I whistle and bring people from the ends of the earth. I'm whistling, says the Lord. There's a sound that's going out to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Fear not. I'm bringing my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. I'll say to the north, hold not back. And to the south, give them up. My children who I've created for my glory. My children who I've created for my glory. My children I've created for my glory are coming. says the Lord. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, say hallelujah tonight. 
Glory to God. Woo! Glory! Thank you, Jesus. Take someone by the hand. Father, thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, what you'll do even tonight as we rest. Dreams and visions. Open our ears to be attentive to your voice. Open our eyes. Release the supernatural of God, Lord, upon us even this week. Bring us back Wednesday night, God, for more outpouring and revival. God, do what you love to do. Release all that's in your heart as we go out into the mission field. May you bless us. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you Wednesday night. God's on the throne. The devil's been defeated. Praise the Lord.